Hi, everybody. I highly recommend the One Dating Hurts podcast. I found the podcast after I left an abusive relationship, but it continuously helps me on my healing journey. The podcast always reminds me that these people are damaged, they're emotionally draining, and they're dangerous to be around. I appreciate everything Bill has done for people like me. It keeps me from ever even considering going back. Love should not hurt. You deserve respect more than anything in a relationship. Take your power back and live the life you want to live. You deserve it. The When Dating Hurts podcast continues to grow in popularity. The more who listen, the more who will know the realities of dating and domestic violence. In the meantime, the When Dating Hurts book in paperback, ebook, and audiobook is being purchased and read by concerned parents, teachers, victims, and survivors, and of course, those who are currently dating. Education leads to empowerment. That way, if a potential abuser is targeting you or someone you care about, you will know how to detect it and how to break free and stay safe. Up next, another survivor story to illustrate how an innocent person can become manipulated and trapped in abusive relationships. This is the second part of a two-part story with Taylor. Before she manages to break away from this man, things get a lot worse. Things get scary, and it takes all she's got to finally break free. Here's part two, the final part, with Taylor. I think he thinks it could work out eventually. But it won't, right? It won't. A hundred percent it won't. And one of the biggest things, Bill, is that so eventually I worked at the Y and then I switched to a cleaning job at that same school just because the benefits were better. And so then I'm alone in the school at night with just me and my janitor. And since he works in the school, he has a pass to come in. He works in a different building than me. So this was four months after I cut ties with him. And I had warned my boss. I said, I feel like he's going to be showing up. We're going to have a code word if he shows up. And my boss kind of thought, yeah, right. He's not showing up. And my boss even mentioned to me once, he said, Taylor, stop looking out the window. John's not coming. And then a couple weeks later, my boss shoots me a text with that code word that he came into the school, used his pass, and I'm running down the hallway and I ran the wrong direction and I ran right into him. Oh, no. I know. You can't invent a worse thing than that. I oh. know. So I, I just, I fell to the ground. I was very nervous. I guess so. Yes. So he was actually calm. It's all pretend. But he sat down next to me and said, can we talk? And I was so upset. I was saying, I don't know. I said, this is not emotionally good for all of us. And luckily, I had told my boss he came around the corner and met us. So my boss was right there with us. And I said, I really think you need to go. And John got up. His face was bright red and he took off. That is so far from what you wanted to happen. And you could see it coming one day. I could see it coming. And my boss said, well, maybe you are psychic. And I said, I'm not psychic. I just know these people now. And it's, yeah, they'll they'll do anything. And you know what I said? I said, you shouldn't be here. And he said, well, I just do whatever I want. Yeah, and he did. He did. Yep, he did. So still, it's I do worry all the time that he's going to be back. 
I had told my principal, I had told the top people at the school, they said, do you want us to press charges? I said, no, not yet. I really do think that's going to make it worse. I'm hoping this just dwindles away. And like I said, so far, it's been a year and a half since he's done that and I have not seen him. So he always said, I always knew you were a strong woman. So I'm really hoping that he knows that I'm not going to play games. I'm not going to tolerate this. Yeah, that's great. It's always a work in progress, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I interviewed someone recently who broke off with someone in June of last year. She still has so many echoes of of eight years of wow. having a relationship with this guy. And it was interesting because she asked to come on and do another interview because she felt like she had done such a good job of staying away, but she wanted to reinforce to herself by doing an interview. It's almost like signing something that says, mm-hmm. look, you know, I've gotten this far and I'm going to stay with this thing. So for her, signing a contract with herself was to come on and do another recording and another episode with me. So I thought that was nice to be picked to be the yeah. person that she was doing that with. You were pretty certain that there was a possibility of getting murdered by this guy, right? Yes, I was just because he was spiraling so much. The comments where he couldn't live anymore. He couldn't live without me. He had nothing to live for. And it's just, like I said, he was spiraling with the drugs and drinking. And it just, you know, he didn't seem to have much to live for. And I really did. There was every sign there. I know the jealousy is another major sign that he was always very jealous every sign was there. Honestly, I'm, I can't believe I'm alive. It's crazy. Yes, it is. But one scary point, Bill, is that like when he left the school that day, he said, I'm going to figure something out. Help me. Is this the day that he bumped into you? Yes, it is. The day he came into the school. So that's when he says this next thing. Okay. Yes. So this is the last time I've ever seen him. And it was in June of 2022. And he said, in my head, I'm never giving up. I'm going to figure something out. So it's kind of like, I don't even have a choice. Like, it's like, where, what does he think's going to happen? I'm telling him no. His friends are telling him no. It's just, I don't understand. It's almost like a game to him now. It probably is a control dominance game that he wants to be the top dog. Have you considered self-defense courses or anything in that area? I do have some things on me. I have mace on me. I I honestly did get my gun license and I take lessons for a gun. Yes. So I am happy to do that. And I will, um, you know, look into more self-defense classes, but yes. And here's another thing. I'm four foot 11 and he's six foot and we're about a hundred pounds apart. It's just, even the size difference just seems like, you know, he shouldn't be picking on someone my size. He's a huge man. He's just, um, pick on someone his own size. I think I heard that back in second grade. Why don't you pick on yes. someone your own size? I didn't expect For it. sure. I didn't see you pulling that one out today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Once you know they're a narcissist or disordered, that's your time to leave. I did realize he was a narcissist probably about a year in, and I would tell friends, oh, he's a narcissist, but I was happy staying for a while, but that is your time to exit. They will never change. You will get hurt. I promise you, I really did think I was the exception. I thought, I'm going to save this guy. Uh, You know, I'm an angel who came down to save him. (laughs) You will never be the exception. Thank you. And this is something that rings true in so many of these interviews is you're such a good person. Thank you. You know, you're such an innocent, good person. 
And you just know these people walked the earth dreaming of meeting up with someone like you so they could dump their garbage all over you. And yes. you just somehow stand back up, clean up the mess, make it all better. Mm-hmm. It's it's sad. Just such a giving, wonderful human being. Thank you. I, I, I am. And I think he saw that again when I worked at the kids at the with the kids at the YMCA. He saw yeah. that and yeah. he prayed on me and knew that I would be a good host for his parasitic lifestyle. That's true. <laughs> It's it true. is. <laughs> it we, is. We got narcissist out there. We got parasite. We got we got yeah. all this stuff. So Good. let me ask you this. It's not that I don't know, but I wanted to get your definition of narcissist. I expect complete domination. You are going to have no say, no rights in the relationship. They are going to drain you dry. All the light you have is going to be drained from you. Any health, any wellness, I feel like... I looked terrible when I was with him. I had dark circles under my eyes. I was with a narcissist. You're always rushing around for their needs. I've heard something where it said that women who are married to narcissists get in a lot of car accidents because their husbands or partner wants them to get home quickly. So they'll rush home for their needs. And yes, yes, it is all about them. There will be good times. That's another thing to realize that there are amazing times with these people, but it is not sustainable. They will put you on a pedestal and they will drop you so fast when the next shiny toy comes around that it is not worth getting involved with them. It's it's like I said, being, drugs are not healthy. Narcissists are not healthy. It's just you have the same kind of highs and lows and what you're looking for in life is contentment. You're not looking for extreme highs, extreme lows. You're looking for a nice balanced life, a nice balanced partner who can support you, respect you. And I truly think that respect is greater than love in relationships and you will never get respect from a narcissist. That's very helpful. When the good times are rolling, mm-hmm. as you say, you know, there there are times where it's just wonderful. It's just great. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be a limited amount of time, but it's it's really good. What do you think is going on in their heads at that mm-hmm. time? But an example would be that they're doing this to kind of play you. Mm-hmm. I know she's going to like this, so we'll go ahead and do this. And that'll butter her up. That'll score some points for me. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going on when you, you just had a wonderful eight hours with this person? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that happened? I think that happened too to keep you hooked. That's what they, their job is to just keep you hooked. They know they can't be bad to you all the time. There has to be some little bits of amazing, fun adventures in there to keep you hooked. That is their goal to always keep you coming back. They do not want you to leave. And I left and that's what drove this person nuts. He could not believe it. I know he mentioned, I could never imagine you leaving me. I didn't think you were this complicated. They think you're going to be easy prey. And I wanted to show him that I'm not easy prey. I wanted to show him that I am an individual person and that he made a mistake picking someone who can think for herself. A lot of their games are manipulation, gaslighting. They're going to You know, they also say the perfect things. Like I know last year, I haven't seen him, you know, since he barged into the school, but he sent a letter a couple months ago saying that his dog died. And I love the dog, of course, you know, it meant so much to me, but I, you can't say a peep back. They're just going to take that. Oh, I'm sorry. As you know, well, I got her hooked again. Here she comes back and you cannot say anything, no contact, 
even change your route to work. Even they'll know where you are. Don't go to the restaurant you used to go to. Just completely disappear from their life. How far away does he live from you, do you think? Kind of far. He lives about 40 minutes away. Oh, that's a blessing, isn't it? It is a blessing. And like I said, the only downside is, as I do like my job, and he works, you know, probably about 10 minutes down the road, that is always a concern to me. But like I said, I think with, the, there's tons of cameras at work, there's cameras here at the house. So I think that does discourage him as well. And you had all the cameras put in just specifically regarding this person? Yep. And um, different body alarms. The, the domestic violence service sent me a body alarm. I appreciate that. So yes, they're very helpful. I can't say enough good things about them. So how does a body alarm work? This one is called a birdie and it's on your keychain and you pull it and it's very loud. That is interesting that you would tell me that. I seriously just bought one, bought two a week ago. They're great and they're loud and they flash. So it kind of just, you know, distracts them too. Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. It's not birdie. It's another one. Mm-hmm. Self-defense siren, they call it. as a flashing light. And uh, yep. yeah, I've set that off a couple of times. You just never know when you stay somewhere too yeah. long and you go out to your car and it's dark and you're going to wish you could make a big noise and make somebody go, whoa, 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 I'm out of here. Leave this lady alone. I think it's very important for women to protect themselves. And women are strong and don't want to feel like they need to be protected sometimes. But like I said, even the size difference alone and the strength of a man, it's just, it's always good to protect yourself. You can't fix it at the moment. When the Mm -hmm. moment comes, if the moment comes, yeah, it's on you and it's happening. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's too late. It's way, it's way too late. You can't learn self-defense while you're trying to figure out how to breathe again or whatever's going on. Yeah. Did he ever go hands on you? He did not. No, that is one thing that was really interesting to me is he did never laid hands on me. And it just, I think because I was such a good prey that I was always good to him that I like didn't speak up when I, I I think if I would have spoke up and would have put my foot down, then it would have happened. But, you know, I think I kept like, um, I always wanted to keep the peace. So, you know, it, it didn't come. And that's why I was shocked when the threats came through that it was just, yeah. So it happened fast. I can kind of see it because in these relationships, there are rewards and punishments. And if, and if mm-hmm. you were complying with what he wants, then there's not really a reason to punish you. Yes, that is so true. When you got to the point where you were getting stronger and you realize, okay, this is not what I want. I can do better. And I want my Mm -hmm. old life back, whatever that is that you went through. At that point, then he had to start to really give you a glimpse as to how things can get if you don't Mm -hmm. come back to the, you know, the, the feelings and the, and the actions you had earlier. Yes. And yeah, like I said, the jealousy is another major issue. The first thing they asked me when I walked in the police station was, is he jealous? If anyone's jealous, that is not a form of love. It's very dangerous to be so jealous. I remember one time we were out with friends and I must have been ignoring him and talking to a female friend. And he pulled me over and said, do you have something for Lauren? And it's just like, I can't even talk to a friend without him thinking I'm you know, going to leave him for a woman. Right. It's just uh, shocking to me. So yes, jealousy is a major red flag that I'd always look out for. It's on the list. That's definitely on the classic list of mm-hmm. warning signs, red flags. Yes. There was one thing that I want to bring up about the driving. 
my sister, how she always thought that he was bad, super bad energy. She said, I can feel his energy on you. And I said, well, let's just go out and you can meet him and see what you think. So I gave her credit. She went and she was getting along with him well. Me and him were arguing for some reason and I kind of pushed him off me. And you could tell he was getting very annoyed, but we all left. And then when we got to the car, he sat there for a few minutes. It was probably the scariest moment of our life. He was completely silent. He was rambling off things about how men are soft these days and he's a Marine and he should have been, men should be strong like him. And it was terrifying. It was just like the creepiest energy in the car we've ever felt. And he said, okay, I'll take you home. And then when we got on the highway, he was driving like an absolute maniac. He was swearing like crazy, coming up to the back of cars, bullying them. And we were just terrified. Like me and my sister said, we felt like we were going to get sick and we could not believe what was happening. So what we think it is, is we were trapped in the car with him. So he was almost torturing us where you couldn't escape him, yeah. where you, yes, where it was like, it just felt terrible to be in. And my sister's like, what did I tell you? This guy's crazy. And I was just kind of like, yeah, he is, but he'll calm down. And you know, he did it. I should have left at that point. And I just, I don't know what I was thinking. Like I said, I felt bad for him. I felt like I'm saving this man's life. And it's just, I stayed. Go back to what I said earlier. You're a good person and you're trying to help this guy out and probably thinking you can be a fixer upper and yes. and I'll help him do better. And, and we'll just work out the rough spots and it'll be just wonderful. By the way, was he a Marine at one point in time? He was a Marine, yes. So, yes, he is a Marine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, was a Marine. And I think he still thinks he's a Marine the way he acts. But, um, yeah, and one comment that bothers me is that it was just said a couple months ago to a friend. He said, she really won't talk to you. I don't know what you did to her, but she won't talk to you. And his last comment I've ever heard through the friend was, well, maybe we'll meet each other up in the woods one day. And I still have no idea what that means. But it's, you know, like I, I work behind woods, the cabins in the woods. So it's just always a, like a creepy thing. But I'm hoping it's a fantasy of his that will somehow be reunited like that first date we had in the woods or reunited like, um you know, but it's just always like his fantasy thinking that he can't accept that it's over. Sounds like it. Yes, it does yeah. sound like it. Mm. Is your sister married and has a family or what's the deal? Oh, with no, her? she's single. She's a uh, single. She has a lot of health issues. So, yeah. Oh, but really? She's, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she works for the YMCA too. So that keeps her going. Do you guys look like, I mean, you're like identical twins? Kind of? We are identical. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like I said, our bond was completely broken. We are so close of growing up so close now, but it was terrible while this man was in our lives. It just, you know, we fought all the time. It was, yeah, really devastating to think about. My favorite episode of yours is the What Will Abuser Tell You, where it's the AI talking. Yes. Yeah. Those are amazing. I've been sharing those with friends. They're, yes. I was wondering how that would go over. It is amazing. I cannot believe it. It sounds like my partner talking. It's just, you know, like the, the biggest thing that I think that's the best podcast episode I've ever heard. I, really? I really appreciate it. Yes, 100% because it's right to the point. It's from their perspective. It's not from the victim. It's just I couldn't believe how amazing that was. 
You're the first person mm-hmm. who's brought that up other than talking about it in the house here. I appreciate that so much. If I'm having a bad day, like, because there are days you miss these people just because, like I said, it is a drug that you, you're still hooked onto. So I'll put on that, those two episodes and it helps me so, 100%. I'm so thankful. Now, that is so strange that that would help you. It seems to me it would do the it opposite. Does. It's no, like no, to no, listen to, me. The, I mean, it's not, that that is not calming or soothing. No, no. I think because it, it makes me feel like it's just, you know, like, I'm not going back to this because they're terrible. Uh, it's the, yeah, like, yeah. So it really does help me. So Taylor, thank you for volunteering to speak with our listeners on the When Dating Hurts podcast. We found that hearing from actual survivors has channeled the kinds of real life action steps that today's victim needs to hear to become tomorrow's survivor. This is so great you did this. And so much of your story matches what some of the classic domestic abuse relationships sound like. You really, you gave us some new scenes, but a lot of the, the, the skeleton of what happens is always seems to ring pretty true. Now we are at two years later and applaud you for breaking free and for showing that it's possible. And you and I both know that for a lot of people who are, who are victims, they feel very much alone. They don't see any way out of it. And I'm not saying it's easy at all because the deeper in, the harder it is to get out. So, but you can get out and you have to somehow find ways to get help. You know, you called upon a group that worked like a domestic violence agency or behavioral health group, and they handled you perfectly. It sounds like, you know, they, they Mm -hmm. embraced you from the very beginning and they started to, they had a conversation. They weren't talking down to you. I know of people who've called up domestic violence agencies and some of them say, well, you just have to get out of that relationship. And it's like, well, I know, but there's a lot of tangled parts to this. In your case, it was fortunate you weren't married. In your Mm -hmm. case, it's fortunate you didn't have children. There are some things about it that I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a little bit easier if you don't have some of those entanglements, which, which a lot of these guys, I mean, some of these guys want to actually make sure the woman's pregnant because they know there's a bond that's never going to go away as long as that child is around. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, lady, you know, you may not see me around, but you're stuck with me. I couldn't have done it without podcasts like yours, Bill. I appreciate it so much. And I'm so sorry your daughter and your family had to go through that. She looked like a beautiful woman. And, yeah, she you know, her story will live on. She's just, she's helping so many people and you're helping so many people. Thank you. I, I certainly hope so. That's That's definitely what I'm mm-hmm. trying to do. And I... I'm not going it alone. I might be the guy who's hosting the podcast, but people don't come on to hear, as I said to you earlier, uh, before we started here, people don't come on to hear the host. They come on to hear the guest. So my whole thing is kind of set the stage and know when to back up a little bit and let let the light shine on you and you deserve it. So yeah, Mm -hmm. you're, you're a real bright spot and I can see you people listening can't see you, but I see you. And and Mm -hmm. it's clear that you're a very happy person. And so I'm very happy for you. I'm glad you're out of that mess and you've got your sister back and you've got, you've got your whole life ahead of you. Great. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. And yeah, I did not want him to dim my light and I saw it happening and I took off and it was very difficult, but yes, I'm thankful to be out. And you are, and you're well out. Thank you. This concludes Taylor's story. A few hours after we spoke, she wrote an email to me and asked me to add this to the end of her story. These are her words. One point I forgot to add was that these types 
will use taking their own lives as a way to keep you hooked. I do believe some of them are suicidal when you try to leave. And that is not just manipulation, but that's an even scary situation because abusers have a tendency of taking out not only themselves, but others with them if they choose to end their lives. I think I forgot to mention that I tried to leave seven times. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you for listening to the When Dating Hurts podcast. We have been steadily moving up in podcast review rankings based on downloads in the relationships category. That means more and more listeners are getting the kind of advice that can improve lives for victims, survivors, and their families. If you feel we need to hear your story, do not hesitate to email me at billmitchell at whendatinghurts.com. That's billmitchell at whendatinghurts.com.